you got to get passionate about this thing. If the cross doesn't move you, nothing will move you. I'm offering you something that's greater than silver and gold. I'm offering you something that's greater than an increase in your pay on your job. I'm offering you a... There's no shortcuts to the glory. We've got to get past week-to-week living. We've got to multiply our prayer life. We've got to multiply our efforts. And we are willing to give. God will always give it back to us in good measure. That is pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Hey, thanks for checking out our Christian Life Church podcast. You will be hearing from one of our pastors or guest speakers, either at our Frankfurt or Lebanon campus. Prepare your hearts and your minds to receive a word from God. Thanks for listening. Enjoy and receive this message. And I want to talk to those of you tonight that may be in a grave. I'm going to use that term if I may. Is that all right? Maybe you feel like you are trapped in a grave. You have been captured. Things in your life have buried you. The weight of the world is on you. Emotionally, physically, spiritually, relationally, financially. And you feel like the weight of the world is upon you and you are bound in a grave. But Jesus lives so that we can live. And by the help of the Lord tonight, I want to preach into your hearing. No grave can hold you. No grave can hold you. Would you pray with me where you are? Lord, help me tonight to reveal to this congregation what you put in my spirit. I pray now, Lord, as your presence has been so powerful throughout this service tonight, I pray that you release something in this atmosphere tonight that causes people that came in weighted down with the cares of this world to walk out in victory, feeling like that they are victorious. And that their grave is not going to hold them, but that you've come to set them free. And when the Son, therefore, has set you free, you are free indeed. In Jesus' name, amen. Unfortunately, we live in a society that has buried itself in the cruel tomb of the victim mentality. This mindset has become a war within the minds of so many. We've made a pact with hell and the grave. The only way to break this vicious cycle of a victim mentality is to fight against it like there is no tomorrow. The only way that we can win the war within our own minds and hearts and spirits is to take responsibility for that fight. The culture that we live in cultivates people that are not responsible for anything. Pass the blame. Nothing is ever our fault. And if we wait long enough, somebody will eventually 
do everything for us. It's the way of the world. We are becoming a society of irresponsibility. Nobody wants to take responsibility. We, we live to blame others for things sometimes that we even bring on ourselves. We are buried in the tomb of the victim mentality. Current trends are to blame somebody else for everything. Blame the government. Blame the system. Blame our upbringing. Blame heredity. Blame your parents. Blame your spouse. Blame the devil or even blame God. Everything is someone else's fault. Virtually no responsibility for our own wrongdoings. Nothing is our fault. We claim to be the victims in every tragedy of life. This is the victim mentality that our culture seeks to impose upon everyone. And the younger generations even are dealing with it at greater levels than the adults that are in the room because it is popular to not take responsibility. We must recognize that we are responsible for our own selves. Someone wisely said, if it is to be, it is up to me. That means the buck stops here. I can't blame God or anyone else for the things that happen in my life. However, the victim mentality says, I can't help it. There's nothing that I can do. Life has dealt me the hand that I've had to play. And here I am under the load, under the stress, living in poverty, living in sickness, living in defeat, in a marriage I wish I could get out of, dealing with kids that are impossible. The victim mentality has slaved the minds of so many. It says my life is forced upon me. My situation was handed to me. I can't help how I was born, how I was raised, and now I am stuck with what life has given me. To get out of this mentality, you must make some radical changes to your thinking and to your behavior. I'm in the Holy Ghost tonight when I tell you that there are some in this room that need to have a change of mind, a change of heart, and a change of actions. There is hope for you, but you must not wait for someone to come to you and tell you, I'll do it for you and I'll take the blame. But tonight, on this Easter Sunday evening, we need to take responsibility for who we are and how we got to the point that we are in. If we will take responsibility and turn to God and repent, He will forgive us and will give us the ability to change our life. As long as you're blaming someone else, you're not taking the responsibility on yourself. And you cannot repent of things that you do not accept the responsibility for because you say it's her fault, it's his fault, it's their fault. 
but it's not my brother nor my sister, but it is me, O Lord, that stands in the need of prayer. We must take responsibility. But I want you to know tonight that when you do take responsibility and you say, God, it is me. It is decisions I've made. It's how I got here on my own account. But God, if you will forgive me, and if you will empower me, and if you will help me, I will do everything within my ability to turn my life around and to serve you. I came tonight to serve the enemy. Notice that there is no grave of victim mentality that can hold a person who makes up their mind. I want a change in my life. I'm telling you the God of change is here. The God of resurrection is here. And no grave can hold you. Jesus Christ resurrected so that you can come out of the grave of a victim mentality. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise in the house. The problem with believers with the victim mentality is that they've been raised to life, but they're still bound in burial clothes of a defeated mentality. The Lord saved you and set you free, but you never did anything for yourself to learn to walk in victory. Before we leave here tonight, I pray the Holy Ghost sweeps in and helps somebody tonight take a bold step of faith and declare I refuse to go home into my reclusive grave but in the name of the Lord I want to be set free my bonds will be broken my chains will be broken I will be free in Jesus when the Lord saved you he didn't just come to save your soul but he came to save your mind he came to give you a new mind. He came to change your mind and to change your life. But the Lord put within you a will. And your will will never be trumped by God's will. If you refuse to allow God to work in your life, you will live the rest of your life defeated. But when you make up your mind that I will take what God has given me, I will take responsibility for my life, and I will make a decision to change. Somebody in the room may be dealing with nicotine addiction. Somebody may be dealing with drug addiction. Somebody may be dealing with perversion in your life. Whatever it is, I'm going to tell you that God will not deliver you from it until you make up in your mind that I want a change. You may be bound in the grave of defeat because the enemy has told you you're going to have to always be the way you are. But this preacher came on this Easter Sunday night to tell you come out of the grave. He lives that you can live. No grave can hold you down. Oh, come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Just stay close, Dylan, if you would. Someone said your life will become the harvest of your thoughts. I want to give somebody some scripture 
to help you tonight break the curse of the victim mentality. In John, the third chapter, and verse number 33, the scripture said, In the world you will have tribulation and trials and distress and frustration. But be of good cheer. In other words, take courage and be confident. For the Lord said, I have overcome the world. What he did, he did as a pattern for you and for me. He says, don't feel defeated because in this world you will have tribulation. In this world, you're going to have things that are going to come against you. In this world, you're going to have trials. But in those distresses and in those frustration, you do not have to get a mentality that you're always going to be in that defeated situation. He said, be of good cheer. Because I overcame the world to give you a pattern. That is, I came out of the grave. You too can come out of the grave. He said, I live so that you can live. The Lord is saying trouble will come. But I have deprived the power of the trouble to harm you. And I have conquered the trouble for your sakes. I didn't say this. This is what the Bible says. In 1 John chapter 4, verse number 4, he said, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm bound by the world. I'm bound by society. I'm bound by pressure. I'm bound by pain. I'm bound by the... But greater is he that is in you. You don't have to live in the grave of depression. Somebody in this room's dealing with depression tonight. The Lord will set you free right in an instant, right in a moment. I feel a ministry spirit in this room tonight. God is wanting to set somebody free. You're bound by depression. You are bound in your mind. But God wants to break you free. He wants you to take the grave clothes off and step out and say, I'm not leaving here, going home to live in continual depression. It was just a season, but this grave of depression cannot hold me down. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. That doesn't sound like a victim to me. It doesn't mean that all believers are entitled to a life of perpetual winning with no frustrations and no failures. In this life, you will have troubles. Absolutely. No one goes through life without hardship and struggle. Some of you in this room, I have wept with you this year. I have sat in my office with some. I've stood by coffins with some. I have walked through dark days with some. It rains on the just 
and on the unjust. But I want to tell you on this Easter Sunday night, there is hope beyond this world. Your grave of despair is not going to continue to hold you in the name of the Lord. You can walk in victory. You can have joy in your life again. You can walk in peace again. Just because we are believers doesn't mean that we're all going to win the lottery or publishers, publishers clearing house sweepstakes. And have millions and never have sickness or tragedy. And never have anything bad happen to us. We all deal with life. But we must not maintain, everybody say maintain, the victim mentality. There are too many Christians that maintain a victim mentality. They nurture the victim mentality. They caress the victim mentality. They share their burdens with everybody. They talk about their pain with anybody that will listen. They let their bitterness show forth. They, they caress it. They like it. They like the attention being a victim brings them. They love being defeated. They would rather be sick because sickness gets them attention. They would rather have problems in their home because it gets people to talk about all the trouble they're going through. But I come tonight to tell you that if you will rebuke it in the name of the Lord, you can walk forth and yeah, trouble still comes, but you can walk forth in victory and declare in the name of the Lord that grave cannot Hold me any longer. I won't be much longer, but Jacob, I'm going to talk to you about Jacob for a moment. It was easy for Jacob to maintain a victim mentality. Jacob had a tendency to think like a typical victim. I'm a victim, one would say of his life. Over 20 years, he agreed to play the part of a victim. He was trapped. His wheels condemned to running in the ruts of Laban's tracks with only limited influence over the direction of his life. He was controlled by Laban. He felt that he deserved sympathy. For many years, he experienced the injustice which violated his right to marry the person that he felt he deserved. And then to make a living for his family. Again, he is controlled by Laban. In his eyes, he deserved sympathy. He worked hard. And now he's been cheated and lied. And lied to and lied upon without any hope of restitution. Now he has the opportunity to blame others. Jacob complains to his wives, you know, how hard that he had worked for their father, but he has cheated me. He changed my wages ten times. He blamed Laban, but Jacob 
had also acquiesced passively, accepting the demands of the bully that Laban was to him, and had now agreed to live under the taskmaster of a bully that was working against him. Now comes the big ride hook that is a clear sign of the victim mentality. It's at the point that he says, I am not responsible. Until now, he fails to take responsibility for his own actions. His paranoia that Laban is the source of all of his failure and is a form of negativity that kept him focused on his problems. Anybody with me tonight? Instead of focused on his opportunities. Hmm, can I, I just feel like ministering here for a moment. There's a lot of people that live their life focused on their problems instead of their possibilities. They say, I would, but everybody, nobody will help me. I would, but I'm not given opportunity. Maybe the issue is that you're focused on your problems instead of focused on your possibilities. In the end, he has become a victim by choice. He was buried in a grave of his own doings, believing that it was his destiny he received what he now begins to declare that he deserves. It is a sign of a victim mentality. In the end, you begin to feel like you deserve what you're going through. You deserve what's been handed to you. Laban had wronged him in all kinds of ways. And of course, Jacob can recall all of the details, and he does to his wives. This tape now has been running over for many years in Jacob's mind of what I have been through, who has done me wrong, all of the troubles I've seen. The tape runs through his mind. It fills his mind when he lays his head upon his pillow, when he's working throughout the day. It is in his mind, I'm a victim of my past. I'm a victim of the people around me. It's a, a soundtrack of being the victim, rolling in the mind. Hey, Jacob, it's not always someone else's fault. Jacob first said it's Esau's fault. Then it was his father's fault. Now it's Laban's fault. Soon it will be Laban's son's fault. And then it will be his wife's fault. Everywhere he turns, something goes wrong. And there's always somebody else to blame. I've been to that church, but it was the preacher. I went to that church, but I didn't fit in. I went over there, and they ignored me. I went there, and they didn't value me. I looked somewhere, and I just can't seem to find. Get out of your victim grave. Stand on your own two feet and declare in the name of the Lord, no devil in hell is going to prevent me from coming to the house of the Lord and worshiping and praising and having a breakthrough. So the real question arises. 
Will Jacob continue to engineer the opportunities and attitudes in his life to ensure that he will remain a victim? I'm ministering to somebody deeply tonight because you are engineering in your own mind the next move. I refuse to come out. I refuse to respond to a message that is speaking to me. I refuse to change my ways. I am demanding 300 people to change for me. I refuse to do what God is calling calling me to do engineering in your own mind the victim mentality he had now been stuck in the grave so long and that he is not sure what it would look like if he lived life outside of the grave it had become normal for him he's been stuck for so long he doesn't even know what normal would look like. The truth is, nothing ever really held Jacob back except his own fear and his victim mentality. I know it's Easter Sunday night. But I came to preach to somebody tonight that God wants you to break the victim mentality that has been holding you bound. Jesus was found innocent, yet he was convicted, he was beaten, he was bruised, he was mocked, he was crucified, he was buried. And he was innocent. They cried crucify him. They laid blame on him. He was sent to Pilate. He was sent to the high priest. He was beaten and bruised. He was mocked in a crown on his head. He was crucified with nails. He was pierced in the side. His blood ran down. He was put in a tomb and buried. Yet he was innocent. But the resurrection broke the curse of the victim mentality for every child of God. Because he came forth from the grave for me to be able to stand in this pulpit and declare to you tonight that you are not a victim any longer. If you are a victim, it's of your own making. If you will respond to the preach word tonight, God is in the house to set you free. He was falsely accused, but he didn't stay in the grave. He got back up. He was wounded, but he didn't lay and mourn. He got back up. He was tempted, but he got back up. He was chastised, but he got back up. He was cursed, but he got back up. He was beaten, but he got back up. He was wounded in the house of his friends, but he got back up. They tied him to a tree, but he got back up. They nailed him to a cross, but he got back up. They pierced his side, but he got back up. They buried him, but three days later, he got back up. 
There's no grave that can hold you. If you'll get up, if you'll get up, if you'll get up. Come on, somebody needs to get up tonight. You need to get up and walk to the front of this room. You need to get up from your doubt. Get up from your fear. Get up from your worry. Get up from your depression. Get up from your lame thinking. Come on, he got up. He got up. No grave can hold you down. No grave can hold you down. He came victorious so that you can be victorious. No grave can hold you. No mindset can hold you. Somebody ought to break free in your worship. Let the spirit of freedom of worship Sweep over this congregation right now. Let freedom of praise break forth over this room right now. Somebody's coming out of the grave. Somebody's moving forward in Jesus' name. responding coming forward but I'm going to pray a prayer over you tonight if you're praying keep praying but I want to pray a prayer that is going to break the yoke because the Bible says the anointing is what breaks the yoke I need some apostolics in the house to get a hold of the horns of the proverbial altar tonight and pray the anointing into this house to break the yoke that is holding people bound in the name of the Lord, by the power and authority of the Word of God. Every person that has been bound in their mind, wrapped in the grave clothes of depression, kept in defeat by their own thinking, held back because of their inability to break forth on their own. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I speak a breakthrough in Jesus' name, somebody shout unto the Lord. Lift up your voice and give Him praise. Give Him praise. Give Him praise. Somebody.
Get a hold of God right now. God is doing a deep work in some lives right now. Come on all over the building. Let's create an atmosphere where the Holy Ghost can work in this house. Let freedom among the ministry move in the house right now. Find somebody to agree together with. Take hands with somebody. Pray one for another. Strengthen one another. God is going to break the yoke tonight. He is going to set some people free tonight. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.